This is Vietnam's Renovation Generation. Sonic portraits of young minds reshaping the country's future. <laughs> For episode 11, we met the two NGO workers Chang and Mai, who have dedicated their working lives to reducing poverty and fighting inequality in Vietnam. They first crossed life paths on their master's degree a few years ago, and have remained close friends ever since. They often meet up to talk about your typical things like public policy, Vietnam's masculinity crisis, and equality in pay and love. This time, we join them in their conversation. I think among our friends, I only have the same Pascal Chan. Yet other of my friends will say, oh, why do you do PhD? Why don't you stay in Vietnam, settle down, get married, doing something like that? That's my... I like hanging with her. At least I can talk about the topics that I am interested. I don't think many of my friends are interested in listening to those things. And that's Chang. They were both born in 1987 in rural areas just outside of Hanoi, but eventually collided when they won scholarships to study microfinance, development and poverty eradication in the UK. These are things they became interested in during their studies in Hanoi. I think my friends, like my close friends, think that I'm independent and strong and uh, ambitious. I think most of people think I'm ambitious. I'm not sure whether it's true or not. We'll let you be the judge of that. This is them speaking back in 2013 from their student houses in Brighton, where they were studying in the UK. In the first few weeks, I was really confused with the way people study here. In all the lectures and seminars, every problem that we were discussing, the conclusion is we didn't know enough or it's not good. So it's really confusing then. So what is the good thing and what should we learn? What I figured out is that, yeah, the reality is not good. And that's why we are here trying to study and later we can improve the reality. It got easier for them after a while. When we met, Chang was working as a freelance consultant for charities and Mai was full-time at an international NGO in Hanoi. Life in England was really free. I was alone independently. Coming back, it's like bringing ourselves back to all types of social relationships and social pleasure how to deal with family and jobs and colleagues. Yeah, I have the same feeling. So I think a little bit lost for a couple of months, actually, before I um, have found a job. And friends started asking, OK, so now you finish master, when will you get married? <laughs> you must have a lot of money. Do people ask, ask you, like, really openly, like, how much money do you earn? Yeah, it's always the first question. Really? Yeah. I always tell them five million a month. But having to lie about salaries is not the only thing that changed after they returned home. Coming back, it seems that the men look at me that's differently and I've become somehow scary for them. So they didn't even dare to ask me out. Sometimes <laughs> in the conversation, it seems that they hint that, um, okay, she's uh, well-educated. I didn't even think about it, but in their perspective, I'm somehow a little bit higher. And for a man to accept that a woman is somehow at a higher rank than them, it's really difficult. Somehow they 
become more and more conservative, rather keep a distance. Traditional pressures of relationships often come from within families, and neither Chang nor Mai are doing what a Vietnamese woman should be doing, aged 27. They are pursuing their true passion, academia. Chang explains more. I'm flying soon, so how come I can settle down? <laughs> That's a big headache for my parents too. Maybe for this, I'm not making them happy. But anyway, I'm trying to explain to them that this is my life. So actually, I'm happy. I believe still deep down there is a wish that I become a traditional woman. <laughs> Being trained to think critically about society and their masters, we wonder what their perspectives are on gender and the changes happening to the renovation generation. Uh, from my point of view, women are growing more independent, faster than men. Vietnamese men somehow are kind of trapped in uh, some masculinity issue of the past. More Vietnamese women prefer to stay single or more Vietnamese women prefer to have a relationship with foreigners. At the same time, Vietnamese men stay more traditional and under the patriarchy idea of the past. I still think it's easier to be a woman than a man in Vietnam. Because somehow men in Vietnam is under a lot of pressure. And those pressure kind of put that mindset on them, like they in charge of the family, financially responsible, um, have promotion, good job, uh, good position, and all those things. And Chang has decided to go further, as this year she embarks on a PhD in the US. I'll be uh, doing PhD in uh, public affairs. So it would be like uh, public administration, public policies. Actually, it took me quite a long time, like um, two years, over two years, to come to this decision. So. I know that this is kind of a life decision. It will be a very long commitment if you do a PhD in the States. It can be like four, five, six years. So the loss is very obvious. But um, the thing that I expect to gain back is that um, if I want to do serious work in academia, yeah, like a PhD course, would be very useful. My I think for myself, it's, it's better to go into academy <laughs> research area. I'm looking for a PhD course in the US. As hopeful future policymakers, we had to ask them to end the episode by telling us what policy they would change. If I were prime minister and I could change something, uh, policy in Vietnam, I, I think I would change the education policy. Because uh, in my opinion, education is the most important thing, which leads you to other freedoms, like economic freedom, political freedom, individual freedom. People like really want to have uh, democracy, political freedom. We first focus on education. That will make people think critically and have a wider knowledge about their rights. Yeah, I wish in education.
This has been The Renovation Generation. Follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to The Renovation Generation on iTunes, Stitcher or Mixcloud to never miss an episode. Cloud, 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 cloud. SoundCloud. Cloud, cloud. It is produced by Eliza Lomas and Fabiola Bukele. Our production assistants are Chang Yim and Chang Ngo. And research is done by me, Mardo. Jack Smith is our photographer. And the narration was done by myself, Bill Nguyen. An And of Other Things production. <laughs> In episode 12, we will talk to composer Mew Amazing, Le Duc Hong, about his musical success, working with his idols, and where he finds inspiration. Be sure to listen.